0: What's up everybody <laughs> sorry i was so lame welcome to the new year's eve uh special edition of new realm it's been a great year i've had a lot of great guests with me are two of my favorite people two of my favorite guests i have on the show ethan shapiro introduce yourself first
1: uh hey guys
2: i'm ethan i'm a real estate agent in boulder colorado what's up and, and i am nick i am a traveler it is my goal to visit every county in the United States. I am working on that, saving up money and heading down to Florida come February and starting my nomadic life. Okay, cool. I actually
1: saw a part of your episode, so this is good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Very so cool. guys,
0: this is the first time you're meeting. I'm like really happy to have you guys both in the room. Let's just recap the year a little bit. Uh, you know, no, no particular order. What do you guys think about 2020 Is 2021 going to be better or is that just wishful thinking? What's the, what's the deal? What's the deal here?
1: Nick, you want to take it away? You want me to go first?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, so for for me personally, it's been, it's been a wild year. Um, First relationship I've been in came and went Uh, plans to move to Portland, Oregon came and went Um, missed the last semester of my senior year of college I did that at home because of COVID and it's just been a lot of regrouping you know a lot of being at home um, was a surprise to me I was hoping to graduate school I was hoping to go out into the world it took me a little bit longer to get to that stage and speaking a little bit more broadly I think everyone has similar stories you know Uh, People graduating, especially a lot of people just went back home and lived with their parents because it was so much more difficult to get a job or to travel, even to make plans in general. And um, you know, even people who weren't at a big transitional stage in their life, I think this this virus has shaken up everybody's lives in some way or another.
1: Facts. Word. What do you study?
2: Um, I was a quantitative economics major
1: quantitative economics (laughs) so quantity as in like large amounts of economics
2: um quantity as in quantitative as in more math involved okay um I I went to a liberal arts school it sounds like a big fancy major it's not really it's an econ major with multivariable calculus and a little bit more statistics that's a lot more shit than I know man I'll tell you (laughs) that um yeah so it's I kind of had that major by accident um, I I planned on being an investment banker way back in the day. I wanted to make a whole bunch of money and travel. Why? Um, when
1: where wanted, did the investment banking dream come from?
2: It was Wolf of Wall just, Street. No, no, I I never wanted that lifestyle. That was never me. Um, oh, you like numbers? You like numbers? I don't even. No, I like traveling. I I wanted to travel. I still want to travel. Back then, my my sophomore in college mind was like, okay. This is a job I can make a ton of money. I need a ton of money to do what I want to do. Let me try it. And after a semester of following that path, I realized it was not for me. For, for the reasons I just stated. The Wolf of Wall Street, that that whole lifestyle, I want to have nothing to do with that. I never did. I mean, it was um, a
1: dramatization, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah, people, exactly. in, people in the finance world are, are, are fucking crazy, man. They, they put in the hours, but they like uh it's like where the most money is made and, that, and that's like where like all this energy like goes into and it's positive and negative as people all over the place running, doing crazy things. I don't know, man. I, I can see like the appeal of like the finance left. Cause I, I love working like so much. I think working is really fun. And I can see how like when you're in the finance game, you're always like hustling for more. Like these billionaires are still trying to make more money. Like they never get tired of it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I could see, like, that life can drag you down, like, a really dark path, you know?
2: Yeah, and it's, what's interesting to me is, so, my, my best friend from college, Connor, he was the same major as me, quantitative economics, and mm-hmm. he, he's very interested in math. Like, he, he was a, a math minor just because he likes numbers, he likes the sort of abstractness of it, and he, he enjoys accounting, he enjoys finance, and he graduated and went on to be an investment banker. He he works for BNP Paribas. He works the you know typical investment banker lifestyle, hundred hour work weeks, and this this is somebody who's interested in that field, who genuinely mm-hmm. likes that topic. He fucking hates his life. He <laughs> he, I I had the rare opportunity of getting him on a phone call last week at like at one in the morning because he never has time for anything, That's and pretty. he he told me he's you know he's doing the hundred hour weeks that his organization, which is a premier world premier investment bank is terribly disorganized, like com- like completely unfair and exploitive to- towards their workers, like assigns projects. Last minute, it has awful communication. Like it's just not a well-run organization. And that's, that's the life he's living now. And he's kind of just like trying to collect as little free time as he can find to spend with his girlfriend. Cause there's like, he's really got nothing. They, they suck the life out of their employees.
1: Uh, well, that's some heavy (laughs) shit right there, man. I don't even know what to say. That, and that's not even talking about twenty twenty. That's like that was going on before the virus. All yeah,
2: described
1: to millions of people all around the world. People are after that quest for money, man. It can be. It's an endless pursuit. You know, honestly, if we're talking about twenty twenty, the biggest thing that probably has happened to me in twenty twenty. I call it, like, having this box, like, released from my mind. Like, I lo- I actually like the, the film The Wolf of Wall Street. I thought all the crazy stuff that they do. I love, like, throwing parties and being the center of attention and stuff. I think Glenn's, like, the same way. But, sure. like, <laughs> but that's that's not, like, what's really meaningful in life. Like, throwing parties and stuff, it's fun. But it's because of the people, you know, and not, mm-hmm. like, the money and the extravagance. But, yeah, just, like, this idea of, like, I'm, like, a big hustler. I want to make as much money as I possibly can. But the pursuit of like the money itself will actually like stop you from becoming wealthy. What really will get you wealthy is like finding out why you're, why you're doing what you're doing beyond money and trying to have like an impact rather than trying to have like a dollar sign. Because then it's like less tangible and more like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And then the more you feel like you're doing the right thing, you lean into those decisions, the more you'll, you'll keep feeling better and better and better. I don't know. I'll try to communicate everything that's gone on in my my life but it's hard for me to like put my feelings into words If that makes sense i'm just like super emotional and super busy all the time so i'm always doing like a million things and all these other things are happening and i'm like processing the information and freaking out and doing all this stuff but yeah i mean we're all we're all kind of in this weird state of mind at the end of this year aren't we
2: yeah um i think you know there's there's this vague hope for something better you know the the vaccine just came out but it's also like so much uncertainty, so much uncertainty. Such as life, yeah. Su- such as life and such as global pandemics. Um, yeah. You you had mentioned uh, this idea of opening a box in your mind. What 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 was that about? Could you expand on that a little? bit? Yeah.
1: Sorry, I, I I'm pretty sure what I said wasn't wasn't really clear at all. It's just like the quest to be to become like super wealthy for like wealth's sake. It can like you make decisions based on how to make more money rather than decisions on how to like put your vision out into the world more. Does does that mm-hmm. kind of explain it more? Cause like I was thinking with my, for my, with my business, I was thinking about how much work can I do so I can do all the work and have all the money and have all the control. But really it's, it's not like what I'm, what I want to do is not about me. It's about others. And I'm always trying to grapple and struggle with that. And one of the, the, the box being off, lifted off my head is, I don't care how much money I personally get in my pocket, as long as I'm doing something meaningful. Is that is that better?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: That that, that makes sense. You think? It's you, wonder- Sorry. No. 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 Go, go ahead. Go you for it, brother. This
2: whole time.
0: So we're kind of talking about an interesting juxtaposition here. Um, Ethan had mentioned those billionaires who are still working all the time to make way more money, but they're very unhappy. And Ethan, and Nick, you guys do what you do. I, I know both of you pretty well enough to know that you're you're pretty happy with what you guys are doing at least that's what it seems and from what you know what we've talked about and you have a why there and you're also both very altruistic do you think a lot of the state that our socio political economic world is in is because there aren't enough people like yourselves who are altruistic uh tr- trying to how do I explain this get a, get as much as they can like those the types of people like us never get to the top because you need to be a little more brutal to get to the top do you think that's just human nature? Is there a way to fix this type of thing? Ethan's no, going- man.
1: No way. No way. First
0: off, altruism is
1: not real. Everyone's motivated by self-interest. Okay. So neither Nick nor I are, are altruists. We're But if we're happy with what we're doing, we're living true to who, to who we are. And I personally believe that in order to be successful in the long game, in, in impact, you have to be motivated by enlightened self-interest. That's what most people, I think, um, are motivated they realize they're motivated by self-interest but this idea of enlightened self-interest is doing what you do in order to help others and realizing that by doing that it comes back and helps you and it's I I call myself the living example of that because all I do every single day is to try to provide as much value to the world as possible and I just keep getting back happiness but it's coming from I keep getting it back, but it's like a mirror. It's coming back to me because I I have this view of myself that I'm doing something great, but I don't consider myself an altruist because an altruist is is defined as someone who doesn't care about themselves, right? They only care about others. And I don't think that's a real human. I don't think that human exists personally. Nick?
2: Um, Yes, so I I would argue, first of all, that that to the extent that that person exists, they're probably pretty unhealthy. Um, Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been in situations, um, specifically in my most recent relationship where I really tried to be that person who was going to put the other person first and sort of, sort of neglect my, my own needs or deal with my own needs secondhand. And that just doesn't work because you run yourself thin, you know, you, you can't, they they say the thing you can't pour from an empty glass. I think to be Mm -hmm. able to help others, you need to have a basic level of, self care. Otherwise, you just don't have that energy to be putting in the world and to be like, you know, if you can't deal with your own issues, how are you going to help anyone else with theirs? There, there is a certain level of organization that you need in your own mental space to be able to share that with the world. And the other thing I would say is I, I do agree with you on the topic of altruism. I would also say that to say that none of us are truly altruistic isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're if you're a type of person who derives real happiness from helping others call it collaborative altru- yeah i mean call that altruism or not i think that's a great thing to have even if the bottom line comes from self-interest that's that's a great way to express your self-interest through benefiting others if that's if that's you know if that's the way you operate in the world
1: i feel like we all just believe what we believe whether we know we do or not and I'm always trying to trick myself into believing things that will make me and the world around me better that that's that's how I do things so I, I know that sometimes I'm being silly and I'm saying like oh I gotta do this or so I gotta do that and it's like I know deep down in my logical mind I don't have to do it if I don't do it like I'm not gonna die the world's not gonna end but I still trick myself to like emotionally believe like if, if you don't do this man like the I don't know if I on our podcast, I talked about the idea of like the black cloud behind me and I'm like running to try and like sell as many houses as possible and save the world. Just having that like mindset just helps me. Like, you're going to have, you need to find a way to motivate yourself in life. It's no nobody, nobody's going to do it for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the big uh, arguments for this concept of uh, like a secular karma. You put good things out into the world so they come back to you good. And of course, bad things can happen no matter what, but, that's what a lot of what I do is too. Like, I do kind of like this idea that, you know, I, I guess we could say altruism or whatever we want to call it is a spectrum like anything. And no one's any extreme unless you're like a sociopath or a complete empath, which is like so rare or mostly maybe maybe even impossible. Um, so like, you know, on that spectrum, the, I think a lot of us here are on is that we do put out good energy into the world, but we also want that back. And that is human nature. I, I think Nick said it like how or Ethan might've said, either one of you guys, is that even human to not want to get something back? And, and it's important that we do that because that is, that's a sort of capital in a sense, is it not?
2: Yeah. And I mean, I would, I would argue that if you're, if you're not getting anything back, you're probably not engaged in a very good or sustainable relationship. You know, there's, there's this idea of relationships as, as a transaction. I don't like that idea. I think that idea sounds very cold and mechanic, but there is some truth to it in the sense that if you're pouring all your time and energy into a person and you feel like you're getting nothing back from them, what kind of relationship is that? You know, is that, is that the sort of thing you'd want to continue? Is that beneficial to your life?
0: Exactly. And I've said this quote to you a few times, I think, I I heard it from this guy Nadav, who's the producer of the Your Mom's House podcast. Don't, Set yourself on fire trying to keep someone else warm. We're a community. That's what we should really look at ourselves like. We should try to keep each other and ourselves warm, you know? Like, let's share the fire, but also be a part of that fire.
1: Right. Deep stuff, man. Deep stuff. I don't know. Dude, relationships are too complicated for me to explain. I try, I'll try. i try to help, but I think we're all, especially at our age, we're just figuring out how to do the whole, you know, life thing.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, in a lot of relationships, what's good about them when they end badly uh, or end good, but it's still sad. It's always heartbreaking when a relationship ends, whether it's a friendship. I've or it. uh, Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's one of the hardest things you can go through, but it's always a learning experience, right? Like I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I have a great girlfriend now. I'm only Bless. able to. Hell Has yeah, she been dude. on the show? No, she's not. She's a really good artist. Oh, she's though. she's Sarah got on the show, man. Maybe I don't know if she wants to. Wait, well, she's, a, she's a what? What did you say? Joe's art Sa- at Sarah with an H Sarah Joe's art. She's a really good artist, does a lot of psychedelic stuff. Um, that's how I slid cool. into her DMs, <laughs> I, <laughs> but um, she's oh, a good man. girl, man. She's real smart, likes Carl Jung, and uh, um,
1: psychedelic community on
0: Instagram or something. What's up? How you slid,
1: how you slid into her DMs? I know her from that's now. how.
0: I know from town and I saw her art page and I was like, this is dope, but it's also a good way to slide in. You know, some, you know, you got to work, you got to work in magic fellows or ladies or in betweens. Can't can't deny art. Art is
1: art is everyone can connect with art. You know, we can, we all feel it.
0: Art's magic, man. It's a, it's a way to like put impressions and evoke emotions from people. That's kind of what the whole uh, ceremonial magic community is about. And art is that in its purest form. But, uh, oh, to my former point, I wouldn't be able to be with her in a mature way now if it wasn't for past relationships being so maybe not shitty, but being so imperfect. Um, You know, what what have you guys learned this year in that vein? Right. So what, what has this year taught you guys that will make you a much more mature person going forward?
1: in regards to females jesus christ man i don't know if I can answer that <laughs> in regards to life uh, I, i've learned plenty nick nick why don't you hit this one first
2: too um recognizing red flags <laughs> um I, as as i had mentioned i don't i, I don't want to go into to too, too much detail cuz uh, clearly <laughs> my my, my, my ex patch she's a very nice girl and we're still trying to be friendly so i don't i don't want to talk shit but i think I think not, her and I I think her and I can agree that there, there were a lot of things about our dynamic that weren't very healthy and me being an inexperienced person in the in the situation I was just willing to turn a blind eye to a lot of those things I, I didn't recognize how how harmful a lot of them were from the beginning. Um, one, one specific example that I could give was that she was dealing she was having going through a very very difficult time. At the time we had met, I she was still overcoming a previous breakup. It definitely wasn't a good time for her to enter into a new relationship, nor was it a good time for me to enter into a relationship with her. And I was happy to take on that role as somebody who was going to help her overcome her last breakup. And it felt good at first, but over the course of months, that sort of thing just evolved. How long was it? How long was um, the relationship? it wasn't too long. Her and I dated uh like four to six months depending on about half a year.
1: Sounds long enough to me, man. More than a week.
2: Yeah. yeah. More than me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, more than me is what I was what I'll say. As as Glenn has said, you know, the most the most kissable podcast host on the internet over here is is single, ladies. So if you're watching, yeah, slide, slide into my DMs at Climate Change Realty.
0: Damn, dog. <laughs> he really put himself out there. I love that, Ethan. I,
1: I, I'm looking for someone who's, who's going to like catch my vibe and be interest like super interested right away. I, that's the guy on his truth, you know? Cause like, I, I, I really do lay it all on the line. Like there's not too many, there's no, there's not really many secrets. I mean, there's, there's lots of thoughts behind me, but there's not many like secrets. Like you're not going to dive in and like see me change over the course of like four to six months. Like if you like me in the first month, like you, that's it. It's what you see full, is what you get the full, the full package, the full package deal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, same yeah. here, man. Like, I say Fuck things, yeah. I say things like you're not supposed to say at the beginning of a relationship. I'm like super open. Uh, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not like one. All of us here are pretty like you know, chill dudes. We're all pretty chill dudes. That was lame of me to say, but like you know, I pretty much put it out there like, hey, everyone makes mistakes. Don't take shit too seriously. Like, just relax because if you stress out and you know, forget about just being partners with somebody in a, in like a romantic sense. Like, friendships, too, if you stress out over little shit, uh, family, if you stress out over little shit, it's going to be at a large detriment to your friendship, which is, you know, one of the reasons I definitely advocate to advocate for, like, friendly ball-busting with your friends, you know? like, Because um,
1: you're from Jersey.
0: Yeah, do from Jersey. That's what we do over here, you know? Joy, it's, like, joy. it's an East Coast thing, and uh, I always say, if you can't kiss your homies, you're not really homies. Got to kiss her is Good night. It's essential.
1: Amen to that. No, no debate there.
0: Oh, but uh, Ethan, so what, what is, what is this year taught you? You know, life, well, it doesn't matter anything. Uh, all right. So doing? not
1: about, not, not about females. Good. That, yeah, that I yeah. have more information on. Um, uh, Your dreams can become reality as long as you just do what you want and not listen to what other people are telling you, telling you you're going to fail or, or you're going to not, you got to do this. You got to do that. Or you could just be like, Hmm, wait a minute. I can do whatever I want every single day. Every single second is totally up to me to decide what I want to make with my life, my world, my reality, and doing what I want and, and and constantly being introspective and trying to become a better version of who I am and trying to understand why I do what I do every day has led me to the point where on this podcast with you guys, like, and I've seen saying it for the last month, like it's the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Uh, I'm not happy with the virus, it's annoying. Um, my family members, my grandmother's is old and could potentially pass away at any moment and I can't see her and it's sad and I haven't seen my friends in a while. But honestly, I'm, I've never been happier because I, um, I believe in what I'm doing and I enjoy myself every single day and I'm really happy to be on stuff like this and just networking with people and making new friends and just putting positive energy out into the world. That's what 2020 is for me.
0: And that's beautiful guys, you know, as long as you learn something, you, uh, I, I follow a, a lot. You guys know, like I always post quotes on my Instagram stories. Um, and something I just saw, I forget. It was probably some stoic because I'm obsessed with stoicism. Uh, said, stoicism hype.
1: stoicism dude, is life, bro. It's everything.
0: Stoicism is life, bro. Hashtag Marx the Corillus. answer.
1: Mark That's right.
0: Read the It's not just a book from Adventure Time. It's a real book by Epictetus. I did a project about it in, in philosophy class good piece of literature
1: i guess literature is the word i don't know good rules good maxims take everything with a grain of salt but learn a lot you can
0: learn a lot from the teachings of others exactly man life is a farmer's market of ideas as Giannis papa says pick out little things like i, I oh i've been tweeting about this i sometimes i don't follow my you're on social stuff. a lot dude I, I i'm on it too much it's embarrassing but i'm, I'm
1: like yeah, i love those- i can reach i can reach out to you and i'll usually you'll usually answer and that that's that's it's sad
0: that that's like a rarity in our world but i just appreciate that about you dude, of course. Yeah. Sometimes Ethan just calls me and I'm like, uh, I missed your call the other day, unfortunately, but I'm usually like, Hey man, what's up? I'm not doing anything by the way, not working. If anyone wants to hire me, please. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, I go, I get mad about this. Like, um, there's this debate online now where it's, it's everywhere and it pisses me off. It's annoying. Socialism versus capitalism. Just pick the parts that are good. And just cause they both work in certain ways and just take about the parts that are bad. Why make it an extreme thing? I don't care if it's. I'm ranting right now. Welcome to my fucking TED Talk, baby. Oh, here
1: we go. <laughs> so it begins.
0: <laughs> it comes um, down to values.
2: That's that's it what I I do. I think I think to a large degree it comes down to values, and you disagree. Um, let's let's hear why.
1: No, it's no, it's just not real. It's socialism, capitalism, th- Democrat, Republican. It's all made up shit that's just controlling your guys' mind. You can think freely. You don't have to be in one side of a bucket or the other these are just lenses of of ways to view the world and we get wrapped up in these these titles that we don like i'm an altruistic capitalist i'm an altruistic democrat like fuck off dude you're just a person that's what i
2: would have to say to that <laughs> okay i mean i i think the, we're all flawed the, i think the titles are somewhat arbitrary but, but I, like the point that Glenn was making is, so let's, let, we, we don't have to call it capitalism, we don't have to call it socialism, but for example, in an economy, there could be more government an control.
1: An economy? An, it's just a bunch of people.
2: Well, it, an economy involves the transactions that we make with each other. Sure. So, so trading, um, exchanging of goods and services. Absolutely. And so in an, in an economy, there can be more or less government and that would tend to be, you know, more government would tend to be more socialistic, less government would tend to be more capitalistic. So, look, you just, do you just, you look skeptical.
1: I'm just trying to, I'm, I wanna hear you all the way out and try to understand what you're saying. Because it's okay. hard to explain this stuff in words, you know? I wanna hear the whole, the whole thing you're saying.
2: Right. So, whether you choose to use those labels or not, th- there is a choice that a society has in terms of how much government they want in their economy. And my point is the choices that people will make on that situation, how much government to have, will, will largely be determined by their values. And, and values come from, you know, your upbringing, your culture, your biology. Conditioning. Conditioning. Everything that makes you a person involves what your values become. And I think a lot, specifically in relation to politics, a lot of people's decisions are come from their values and what information they have access to
1: or how I call it
2: their conditioning right yeah and 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 the the types of people that we are is in in large part due to conditioning so yeah, you know social conditioning biological conditioning it's it's all there yes i right. I, I, I agree with that and that's what yes. so i sorry oh so I, I was just going to say oh. um Ethan, the question I ask you is, how do you escape the conditioning? You talk a lot about, you know, living a life where freedom is one of your greatest values. And that's something I subscribe to very strongly. Um, How do you escape the conditioning and make decisions for yourself?
1: Just try to look at what everyone else is doing and think about what's wrong with it, I guess. Just like try to, always like i'm oh i don't know like a lot of people will just be like oh everyone does that might as well do that I, I'm, I'm like whenever some everyone's doing something i want to think about how i could do it differently i is what is, is my response i don't know that's just like and that's not and that's my conditioning too you know what i mean it's all there's there's no escaping it i'm a i'm a uh, a determinist you know what that means okay. a hard determinist i yeah. just think yeah, I know. No, I remember you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just think everything is just happening to us. I, I, but I don't want to say like, it's it's a really complex subject, but I do really, be- I, I can like feel like fate at this point. I, I think as far as 2020 goes, I've definitely, so I was like in the bucket of like hardcore atheism when I was like 18, 19, 20. And as I've gotten like older and older and had more experiences, I definitely reject like monotheism but I'm starting to just feel like there's something going on here. Like there's some sort of like dialogue or if it's, if it's determinism, if it's spirituality, if it's the universe, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm, I'm just part of this thing. That's just going to happen no matter what. I don't feel like I'm in like control. I don't know if that
2: answered your question. What was your question about communism? (laughs) It was, (laughs) it was, it was about, um, it was essentially the question of free will it was so so we have conditioning you know from mm-hmm. society from our parents from biology yes um a b yeah. c d cause and effect sure yeah it, it comes how do you from do that yeah how do you how you, do you, you escape
1: you don't you just pretend like you did and just keep going through it you create your own reality where you just feel like you pretend like you're in control and you're having these decisions but in reality you know in, in your heart that shit's just happening to you man we're on a rock in the middle of space spinning around there's quadrillions of molecules all interacting like you're just one little boop
0: yeah well pale blue dot and that's yeah. Uh, so yeah like you know uh, nick and i are also you know determinists uh there there is no free will really uh, because of just everything's a chemical reaction in your head based on how you were raised if i was ethan shapiro adam for adam and he was me adam for adam we'd be each other adam for adam um but there is but there's something like, what's up
1: but who are, what are we? Are we, are We're we our it. consciousness? Who knows?
0: We're sacks of meat. Uh, and, and this is something me and Nick go on hikes every week. And this is like the things we talk about spirituality. What means what? And, uh, well, something be a good.
1: Po- good rest of the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if we look, if we all in spirituality, it's going to be great. Uh, That's I don't, good. I don't know. If you're, like Ethan, if you are, please, uh, let let us know, but Nick and I are huge Alan Watts fans.
1: Yeah. huge Alan Watts fan as well.
0: Yeah. And one of the things he talks about is a lot about the ancient uh, Vedic and Upanishad texts and that philosophy, mixing it with like secularism, which is everything is a part of each other. So I mean, there's kind of a simple answer in his philosophy on what we are, and it is everything. We're the phones that we're using. Yep, we're yep. energy and the space in between energy, which is what a lot of New Age people forget. Like you don't have energy without the lack of. We're nothing and everything at the same time. And what's beyond that? That is the true question, and we might never answer that. So, what do you guys think? What is all this?
1: Let, um, let me. Can I, can can I go, go, first. go first? Yeah, on go this ahead. One? Go ahead. Let me let me put this out there because this is something I thought about this year. And let me let me see if I can hype myself up to remember this. So this so you guys are gonna get my theory for eternal life because I, I do talk about this in my videos sometimes. How I, how I think we're gonna live forever, and I'll I'll give you guys the explanation now. So the way, I think, I hope this is answering your question. The, the, way, I, uh, the way I see the, the world is I'm uh, very influenced by like, you know, all, all the fucking Joe Rogan podcasts that I've watched and talks of these really smart people like Elon Musk, Kanye West, whoever. And the Elon one is particularly compelling. Just the idea that this, or Joe Rogan talks about it all the time too, this idea that we will become like these machines eventually we're already like interacting with these machines, with our phones and stuff. We're already, our brains are already connected more than they ever have been. And I just see it as inevitable the way the technological curve is going, that we will eventually have this thing from like the matrix where you can plug your mind into a system and you could perhaps create your own system, go in someone else's system and your consciousness will be in there. And this is really, this is like the deepest Ethan Shapiro thoughts you guys could possibly be getting. Um, and then, so then there's the theory that this is a simulation right now. So th- in theory, we actually could be living forever in infinite simulation loops. So like we created, yeah, Gen- Glenn's starting to get it. So we, so th- no. the way I see it as inevitable, the way society is going, we're moving towards this point where we'll be able to create a matrix. It's almost as if And then you essentially, you would make a paradise for yourself, right? And then you go into the paradise and then eventually you live, maybe let's say you live for another 2000 years and then you get bored and then you're like, I miss the days when I was a baby and I just like learned and grew and struggled with like my, my previous life. Let me just make another simulation of that and go into that. And that's what we're in right now. And it's just this endless cycle. And that's where like the idea of like reincarnation comes from and stuff. I hope, I hope I I got out what I was kind of saying. I love that, There's two cycles. We're in the we're in the struggle one, but after we'll probably be going to paradise in our lifetime from from what I can see from technology. That's and like, and do you, know you know think paradise
2: well. gets boring? <laughs> is, uh, is that yeah. is that why people return to the struggle? You, you you talked about it as if it's a loop.
1: I love the struggle though, already. Um, yeah. maybe it's just another struggle. Maybe it's not paradise, but I do it does seem like there's gonna be another layer in the simulation. We're just gonna keep you know, I don't know. It just seems plausible to me.
0: Nick,
2: um, I I interrupted you once already. You were saying something.
1: Me?
0: I thought that so. was a huge
1: sequitur. I apologize. I wanted to get no. that out and see if you guys really understand what I was saying. When yeah, I, that's something I, I thought about this year.
0: Well, what I what I believe I, I believe in something very similar. Um, I, I do believe in a in a weird kind of reincarnation, kind of similar to what you're what you're saying. Not in the simulation way, but I do fucking love that theory. That's fucking so dope. That it's kind of like this Rick and Morty simulation uh, thing. I believe yeah. in Ethan's re- eternal recurrence, um, which I think a lot of metaphysical theorists might believe, where the universe expands and keeps collapsing and expands and keeps collapsing. And because it's infinite, we've already had this conversation millions of times. We've not had it millions of times. Ethan's been a lamp. Particles from Nick have been uh, part of a meteorite. And things just happen again and again and again and again, or don't happen again and again. And it is kind of like that simulation theory in a way, but it's kind of just like the way atoms form and and in, in the universe of infinity. So to that, um, I'm done with that point. I want to know what, I want to know. Uh, Nick's Nick's thoughts on what is life, or if Ethan has. Wait, just, sp-
1: just just real quick, I do want to say that that that
0: theory. If you listen to one of Alan
1: Watts talks, he talks about dreaming a dream, and it's almost very similar to what I had just said. I don't know if you guys are aware of that that audio Yes, okay. that's, that's,
2: that's actually what I was going to talk about. So, so number one, um, talking about the kind of idea of universal recurrence to take a bit more of a scientific approach, because scientists, specifically uh, cosmologists, do debate how they believe the universe will end. And basically, you can see it in, in three ways. So one, as you said, the universe is eventually going to start to contract, come back in, and there will be another big bang. Um, And then the two others involve more expansion of the universe. So one is that the universe will expand so much, eventually the particles become so spread out, there will be no heat left. And over the course of trillions of years, the universe will go to absolute zero. None of the molecules will move and everything will stop. The other other one is that it'll expand so much that it'll rip and the space of time will uh, rip open. And so, if that happens, or not is basically determined by what the density of the universe is. If it's more dense, it'll keep going, or if it's more dense, I think it'll stop expanding. Okay, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a major in uh, astro or not astro- astronomy, but it, it has dude, to do with the density. Yeah,
1: dude, we don't know shit though. Like density, it's all <laughs> still, it's all still just a theory, man. It's all still just a theory. We have no I can idea see what's that. going on. Just. All right. So obviously you guys can tell I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, but like the, 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 all the stuff I've heard this year about like UFOs and and encounters with like different fucking whatever they are from like inner dimensions or space. Like we, the density equals MC square. Like, that's all just a theory. Like we have no idea really what's going on in this whole game. Like, those are just all the things you just named about how the universe will die. Like, what if, like, I don't know. Like, this is just like, there's no way these are like unanswerable not unanswerable, but we're not getting the answers to this kind of stuff in the next couple couple months.
2: No, we're not. And if, and if we did, we wouldn't know, right? Because this is going to happen over trillions of years. Um,
1: I mean, like or, I said, or, we could live maybe forever. It
2: won't. Or maybe it won't. You know, I. The the point of that was more show more so to share the scientific perspective. I certainly don't consider myself a scientist. Um, Me either. But to to answer Glenn's question from before, I. I think this consciousness is just God in the universe experiencing itself, sub- experiencing itself subjectively. I I like this idea, and it's it's very similar to Ethan's idea. I don't know if this is what you were talking about before with the dream, but it's, it's, it. a, it's, a, it's an idea I learned through Alan Watts in that if you can imagine this organism that lives forever is in this state of eternal bliss, eventually it would get bored of that. Eventually it would want something to do, and it would create these more and more extreme simulations for itself to give it something to do to give it some sort of sense of purpose or meaning and those simulations would come as lives that are difficult lives that are uncertain and they would they would not be known to this god being to this to this single one being whatever you want to call it because if they were then the you know the the gig would be up it wouldn't be fun if you if you if you knew that you were acting. So it's like this mm. this God being, this creator is living out its life through us subjectively and we don't even realize it because that's the point.
1: I think we are it man.
2: We're all gods. Yeah.
1: We're and, I mean, yeah. and, and
2: we're all in the not individually, we're all the same thing, I think is the point. Right, correct. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, like you you, Ethan are a god or me, Nick is a god. It's it's all Yeah, It's all encapsulated.
0: It's even things that aren't like, we have this very, so I wanted to bring up a point. I'm not like a, it is kind of a counterpoint because I want to hear your guys' opinions because you guys know I love being wrong, but I love to put my ideas out there. Um, Nick Nick showed me this term, it's called cerebrocentric. And I do believe that that perspective may be a little bit cerebrocentric. So we as humans think there's a possibility of like the supreme being who might get so bored or whatever it is and do this to himself or herself or whatever itself. Um, but we, get, we only get bored because of our evolutionary traits that allow us as humans to get bored. To me, there's no, there's no practical reason why an omniscient being would even have the concept of boredom, You know, like a jellyfish doesn't, or like a, like a plant doesn't. So that's just my thought about that. Like, it makes sense, but I think it only makes sense to us because we're humans who do get bored.
1: I don't think there is an omniscient being. I think there's just everything. And we're in it, and we're experiencing it. and It's a fucking good time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that that that's kind of that's kind of like yeah, definitely a good chill counterpoint to my like oh god, I, I'm so bored. I'm a I'm a I'm a god. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Oh, you,
1: Glenn, Glenn, you ever bored? You give me a call, and we'll talk about crazy shit like this.
0: You too. I try not to kill myself during that time. Nick Sec, what do you think? Um, I think that that so the. The story that I laid
2: out with the dreams and the omniscient being and the boredom, that that is definitely a a humanized and personified way of understanding the point I'm trying to make. And and if you hear people talk about enlightenment or reality or the true nature of being, whatever words you wanna use, ultimately what it comes down to is this, this is an experience and it's an experience that cannot be described. It's everything, it's nothing, it's a paradox. It doesn't really make sense. You can make up these stories and these metaphors to better convey the idea, but ultimately that's what they are. They're stories about stories and reality is experience. It's experience and we can, we can try to describe it, but all that there is is right here through our senses, through our perception, and, and words will not encapsulate that. Mm. Yeah. I'd
1: like to make a transition if possible. Yeah. I would love to hear about the experience of starting this podcast because you just released episode fifty uh, when this is being recorded,
0: right, Glenn? Yeah, right before this episode. Wow, you've been good, good on you. I, w- yeah.
1: I-, I want to talk about your experience starting the podcast because I've also started a podcast and it's been a fucking blast. And I've been following Glenn as well, and it's just I I don't know. I think it'd be perfect in the new the new year, whatever. I'm calling my new podcast. I'm calling it season two when New Year starts because podcasts are are so much fun aren't they Glenn
0: you know yeah thanks for asking that man uh I love answering questions about myself um yeah dude it's just um, just a good time I get to talk like you and I became friends because of the podcast I became oh yeah uh, friends again with Nick because Nick used to be one of my good friends in high school but we got way closer because of the podcast I've gotten to meet some people I really admire a lot like Dave Landau and Mark Schultz who I you know it's people I never thought I would meet and the, the biggest, the reason I started this is one, cause of that, um, that like almost selfish karma that we talked about where it's selfless and selfish at the same time. I do it for myself. Ethan and I talked Paradox. about this in the last podcast. Yeah. Like we love and just, there. Mm-hmm. And just talking about ourselves and, uh, also, but I do want to help people in a really, in a very real way. It's, it, there's, there's a balance there. And it's been great to see that people actually watch this content and, and talk about it and, even if they don't watch the whole thing, they'll get introduced to a new person. And I, you know, I don't care if I ever make money on this or not. I do this for fun. I do this to help people. I do this because I like doing this. And it's just been a good experience, man. And the, the biggest takeaway I have from talking to so many different types of people is that uh, division and tribalism, that's all bullshit because once you get past the socialization of it, we're all the same person. Yes! Uh, that, that was amazing. I love that.
1: Thanks, bro. What about you? No, dude, I'm I'm still vibing from from what you just said. I I fuck with that (laughs) with that so much. That's that's this is that this is our our generation's job now. Beyond the saving the climate stuff, which I'll talk about, I guess, on my that's what I do on my podcast. But that idea of like we're all the tribalism, we're all just people. Like when the three of us, like I've never met you, Nick. We just get on a podcast and we could just like just talk. Just having the willingness to just Let the other person say what they think and just be like, I respect what you're saying. I don't agree with you always. And that's how life works. But I respect that. I just love that. You want me to talk about my podcast
0: experience? Yes, sir. And then we can get into climate change from there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay,
1: so, uh, well, I guess we'll start right away. My podcast is called Changing the Climate. Uh, It's very similar to Glenn. I started it off not looking to make money, but to find it's a it's a way it's a good way to network with people in town for sure and, and get the business to grow but it was the perfect way for me to, to do that network while learning about the, the most important problem of our time, which is the fact that the climate is rapidly devolving and we're in this mass extinction event. And I'm, you know, I wanted to be really successful. I talked about taking the box on my head and not going after money. What I'm going after is impact. And I'm asking these really smart activists, lawyers, climate scientists, friends, whoever, just communicating about the issue of climate change because it's so complicated and I haven't found us. I'm looking for a solution and that's impossible because, you know, as we said, life is very complex and there's all these quartz and different things and atoms and crazy shit swirling around. But my experience with the podcast has been great. It just forces me to reach out to even more people, which will always build up the real estate business. So uh, I I love it. Like Glenn said, it's not about making money. It's about doing something to like help people like you can help yourself and others, like just having the conversation, showing someone you really care and wanna give them a platform and talk to them. It means the world to people. People are spending their whole lives working about things, working on things they're passionate about and they'd love to have their, their voice heard. So that's the beautiful thing about a podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, we're social creatures. And uh, I know for sure that this, for me, has helped me make so many new friends during the quarantine. And like, it's so beautiful, it makes me wanna cry type shit, you know? Like I, I, I'm lucky we're in the age of the internet because if we were in the 1920s or whatever, and this was the, uh, the Spanish flu or whatever, I would have just been locked in my house, you know, washing myself with my sink probably because I'm an Irish-Italian kid. And that's just what we did back in the day, baby. But um, hey. I do, I do want to say, you know, that's an important thing you just mentioned. You haven't found a solution. My favorite quote ever, Thomas Sowell, there's no solutions, only trade-offs. Both. This is a question for both of you guys. Um, what are some of the trade-offs we have to make to help this uh, climate crisis we have going on?
2: Yeah, sure. Take, take um, it away.
0: Yeah, I, I could go
2: first. I mean, I you're think, going first. Yes, I, I will be. And I am. So one of one of the issues, I think, oftentimes pits profits against climate impact. So t- traditionally in, in uh, economics, people see economic impact as an externality, or I'm sorry, not economic impact, environmental impact as an externality. So it's, you know, damaged under the environment is an outcome of certain economic processes that we have, such as industrialization, but they're not um, they're not talked about in the traditional economic literature within the scope of economics. So it's considered an externality. So the question becomes, how do you fix those externalities, whether it be a carbon tax or whether it be um, having subsidies for clean energy, you know, solar and wind. So those are some obvious trade-offs, the idea that in the short term, what's better for the climate might not be better for business. But I also think that that's a bit of a false dichotomy because I think in the long run, having a healthy society is is good for business. It's good for all of us. In the long run, having a clean environment will be better for all of us. And ultimately, there are a lot of ways in which companies can be environmentally friendly in a way that suits them better. For example, if they recycle more of their waste products from their manufacturing processes, they can then use the the recycling to make more products and it will ultimately cost them less money because they're less wasteful. So I I believe in the short term, there's an obvious trade-off between corporate profits and environmental impact, but in the long-term taking care of the environment is what's better for every single one of us.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I 100% agree with everything he said, I would say, for the most part. What I will say, I suppose, is I'm on this, this journey to, to learn how to have a positive impact on the world. And the answers aren't simple. And all I can promise you guys, uh, anyone who's listening, is that I'm, I'm trying my best. And it's really complicated and it's hard. And I'm dedicated to keep going. I'll say um, as far as climate change goes, which is obviously the main issue that my company really works on at the moment, at least, uh, it is called climate change realty, but um, is is getting carbon emissions down uh, at whatever cost it takes. Because I just want a simple thing. If I can do X, I can get Y. And I know the world's not that simple. But as I said, I construct my own reality just to try and feel like I'm doing something right. And I'm most compelled at the moment by the idea of using technology to sequester carbon. So undo the damage we've already done and putting in an aggressive carbon tax. And then this the Citizens Climate Lobby proposes this carbon fee and dividend. So it'd be a carbon tax and then it would be redistributed to every American equally, however much money is taken from that. that's I'm, I'm working on it. And then obviously my, my corporation will donate 50% of its basically income to whichever entities can prove to do this most effectively. But at the end of the day, I, I don't trust myself to have the answers to these questions. Even though I started the company, I don't feel justified in making a decision. So I'm, I'm looking to hopefully hire someone who's more qualified than me to actually pull the trigger and decide which organizations to pick. But obviously my input will be there, but I'd love to have another layer if, if that makes sense. If Glenn, you kind of know what I'm doing with my business. Nick, I'm not sure how much you know. I, do you want me to explain that pretty quickly? Yeah, quickly you well?
2: can, you go, can you go a little bit. I don't know anything more than what you have just said.
1: So I'm a real estate agent in Boulder, Colorado. 50% of my net commissions are donated to fight climate change. So I have a whole film explaining it all. It's very complicated. I've been thinking about it all year. It's it's 30 minutes long to check it out after the podcast. But basically, I sell homes and then I take the money I get and I cut it in half and I set half aside to donate to organizations that will solve these problems that we're discussing and then i'm also in the long term once i have enough cash coming in from the the sales i can then start funding these other visionaries to go out and create their own businesses that are creating creative solutions using the free market to solve these huge problems like climate change or mass incarceration or addictions to stuff that's bad for us like trying to combat these trying to promote businesses that believe in enlightened self-interest and not ones who are based on that. um, What's that seventies economist name? The famous one. Yeah. The one who said that we should only have profits like fuck that guy. Like we're not, I don't want the the economy to work like that anymore. Everything for the
2: shareholders, everything for the shareholders.
1: We're, we're, We're getting, we're getting rid of that. And my business is doing, is helping with that process. So it's, it's hard for me to put it into words, but it's all out in film, but I have to get better at explaining my business because it is mine, but that, that's what I'm doing.
2: And so something I'm curious about is, you, obviously you said you haven't found any solutions, but have you seen anything that looks promising? Have you seen anything that anyone's doing that, that excites you?
1: Oh, I mean, there's people working on these issues all over the place. They're all doing amazing work. It's just not enough because of the severity of the situation. I was very impressed when I watched the carbon engineering like prototype video or whatever the fact that they can build these plants that will use direct air capture to suck carbon out of the atmosphere, but then what they want to do is bottle it and sell it as fuel so that's not that's not. Negative. That would be carbon neutral. But still, the fact that these technologies could exist, and if I, I started as soon as I saw that video, I'm like, okay, I sell this many houses, and it costs two million dollars to build one plant. And they said if we have forty thousand plants, we'll be carbon neutral. So that means I can go and just, you know what I mean. And that's that's the way my brain works. I just want, I want like an answer. It's like if I need to sell three million homes, and it's and it solves climate change, like, bang, I'm I'm just gonna get at it. That's what I'm just gonna spend every day trying to do. That 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 makes sense
0: yeah totally totally uh one of my favorite things people are doing right now uh it's kind of trendy but people are instead of um using meat protein and stuff a lot of people are eating like cricket protein which is carbon neutral, which is pretty cool it's sustainable
1: so i i actually was an intern for this company called boomtown and they're an incubator so they would like give startup companies like $8,000 $8,000 or something and take like eight or some sort of metric like that. And then they would train them how to like really pitch their businesses. And then they'd have this big demo day with investors and I helped facilitate that whole thing. And one of the companies was this cowboy crickets company. You should, I guess you guys should look them up. Shout out cowboy crickets. I mean, I'm a vegan, but I still believe in like people eating whatever they want. If it's low impact and high protein, I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys not to eat them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not vegan. I'm plant-based. I'm not calling myself vegan anymore because I feel like vegans are a religion. Just, I, I, I eat plants I don't I don't adhere to what everyone Oh, the people who are yelling at you and saying that you're a murderer I, that's not me man I, I, I but I but plants are are the best things to eat
0: it's yeah I'm a vegetarian obvious. dude I got you yeah I, I eventually want to be like either pesker or plant based I'm not sure what I want to do but I you know I appreciate that as you know I'll just don't- just put, we'll leave New Jersey
1: that'll help with not being vegan because they fucking can't <laughs> they get the, pe- the pizza the pasta it's there's no good it's there's no escaping the cheese in New Jersey
0: yeah, dude. too many, too many garlic knots over here. I'm Italian. I can say that. There's a lot of, a lot of sau- a lot of over here, man. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, because uh, I barely get to talk about it. I know you guys are both interested in this topic. You're wearing a Pink Floyd shirt, Ethan. Music. Mm. How is music the wall. With you guys, what you do? Who are you listening to right now? Let's talk. Let's get into music. You know, it's a broad subject, but uh, yeah, let's get into it, brother. Okay.
1: Brothers. So, brothers, brother, man, I've got. Four main mentors right now in my life, people whose ideas, thoughts, and concepts I'm I'm focusing on absorbing. That's Gary Keller, Simon Sinek, Ray Dalio, and number four is my homie, my, my favorite one of all of them, Mr. Kanye West. He is the <laughs> greatest musician of our time. Mark my words if you guys don't see it now. If you're when we live to a thousand years old, because we're gonna live forever, as we discussed. You guys will see he, he and he says he's the most influential musician of our time. He's not fucking around, dude. You really ah, I love I, I dude, I just I love Kanye so much and I have for years. But new music, anyone? Any new musicians? I don't know.
2: Um, well, not a new musician, but it is new music. Uh, there's a band called Deftones. They've been around for a long time. Um, I actually never really got into them. But they have a new album called Ohms that I've absolutely loved. Absolutely fallen in love with. I found it last week. I've listened to the whole thing through like 10 times. It's, it's very heavy. It's very kind of dark. It feels black and white and gray. And it alternates between these really heavy bass lines and this kind of like dreamy ephemeral feel. And, and every song has a mix of both. So I've, I've really just been enjoying that album lately and, and songs from that album. Um, being being home and being inside a lot, especially as it's been colder, has not been easy for me. I love traveling, I love being outside. And uh, that's been one of the things that's been bringing me a lot of joy
0: lately is that, uh, that album specifically. Yeah, Nick forces me to listen to it whenever we're in the car and he insists on driving. So it's a lot. Sounds- <laughs>
1: That sounds good to me. So I have
0: something uh, valuable to offer. I have this this like little
1: subsection of my website that I actually just made public today. It's like if you go to ccrboulder.com, you can learn all the shit about my business. But I have this page where I'm trying to provide as much value as possible to people in one place. And since you bring up music, I actually have a whole list of songs that I like, like must hear songs. And I'm not going to like read the whole list, but I've got. I'll say the musicians I have on there are the Beatles, Billy Joel, and they all have specific songs that I really like that I recommend people must listen to. Dispatch, Jay-Z, Jimi Hendrix, Kanye, of course, Kendrick, Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner, Otis Redding, Pink Floyd, The Stones, and then Starfucker. Those are the those are the <laughs> musicians I'm repping out to the world.
0: That was such a random like it's all these like classic rock and, and like R and B legends, and you're like Starfucker, which is like a new indie, they're like a new like kind of indie electronic group, it's right? From Boulder from boulder the way. that's wild yeah that's, yeah um so getting off you mentioned your website uh i think now the time we should get into plugs um plugs. nick's gonna be on the next Unplugged. episode so ethan uh you can oh, go wait, for, wait, wait 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 yeah speaking of
1: plugs yo shout out new jersey baby we did it we got fucking legal weed finally you guys are catching up with colorado so big big congrats to anyone listening in jersey this has been this is a huge, huge moment in history. Frickin' Nazi Jersey is finally changing a little bit and being less restrictive with their crazy rules. So oh I'm God, much more tempted to come back. Um, and yeah, and I've, I've ha- I have had plenty of cannabis in New Jersey over the years. So I'm finally no longer a criminal. So thank you. Thank you to the voters of New Jersey. You guys, you guys did a great job. That's what I'd like to
2: plug. Talking about the plug. And, and <laughs> shout, shout out to all my to- plugs. <laughs> Shout out to Arizona, Montana, and South Dakota also for legalizing, and shout out to Mississippi for decriminalizing. Hey, Amen, that's a good step too. It's a big that's a big step for Mississippi. That's a big step. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you, you want me to what? You want me to plug my business now? Everything, anything. Where can people find you? Your business, your website. Take as much time as you need. Oh. The movie, your YouTube, yeah. Your podcast. Uh. <clears throat> go to CCR That's, that's
1: what I said. That'll just, that'll get you right to the film. That can get you into that. Enter the labyrinth page, which has must, must hear, must see movies, must hear books. If you, if you're, if you're the first time you're listening to me and you're intrigued by the way I, I see things, you can get a really good feel for the way my mind works by going to that page, which I literally just put out today before this, I'm working on it, but it'll keep getting updated. Um, cl- at climate change, realty on everything at climate change realty. And then I have an Ethan Shapiro YouTube channel as well. But honestly, the social, if you're interested, you'll, you'll get enough of me from, from all that stuff. So hope everyone's having a fantastic day, staying happy, staying positive and staying frosty. As I say on all my vlogs.
2: (laughs) Nick. Yeah. So my Instagram is at County counting. I tell my travel stories, share insights. I come up with local history uh, a, a mix of everything whatever, whatever I'm feeling like at the time I really try to bring people onto my road trips and into the environments I'm experiencing as I travel
0: amazing awesome. so make sure you guys follow them uh and before we go I ask all my guests this except for lamprey melt because we got in a debate but I wish I did ask them uh that I feel bad about not it was kind of fiery but I ask most of my guests uh starting with Ethan and then going to Nick Please suggest a book or a quote that you really love.
1: Okay. Definitely Principles by Ray Dalio. If anyone's looking to be successful in their life, and luckily I have a vision board, so I don't have to actually pull anything out of my brain, I'll say a quote by Kanye West on the Joe Rogan podcast. The longest moments of our life are our memories and our imaginations.
0: Whoa, that's fucking beautiful. I didn't hear that.
1: Yeah. Kanye, I'm not... Anyway, if you, if you think poorly of Kanye right now and you're listening to this, please look into him more. He really is a good man.
0: Nick? All right.
2: Well, um, I'm full of quotes, and I don't have any right now. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's like they got all these quotes. I cheated. All these quotes circulating in my brain, and none are coming to me. So I will recommend uh, a book I actually just started a couple weeks ago. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's, it's about trauma, uh, PTSD, people who have been through traumatic experiences and the way those experiences manifest themselves within those people's personalities and their bodies. And it's, it's very scientifically minded. It's very well written and it's, it's just a great book to understand the experiences, either of, of yourself if you've experienced trauma or of other human beings because far too many of us have been through a lot in this lifetime facts beautiful
0: nick it was uh, great
1: to meet you man it's great meeting you
0: as well thank you have a good day Bye. everybody make sure you click the links down below and goodbye 2020 baby Woo! happy new year bitches yeet
2: yeet